TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. It's Tuesday. It's hockey talk time on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. And I'm a little sluggish this morning, Patrick O'Dowd, because it's morning. It's morning, Dave. Dave is wanting to go do some theme parking. So he got me a whole hour earlier. So technically it's still before noon. I'm drinking my coffee still, and it's all his fault. But I am joined by David Ongar, and it is the playoff preview edition of Hockey Talk because the playoff field is set Monday, May 2nd, yesterday. The playoffs kicked off, and my Blues will already be down one game to zero. (laughs) Okay. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, but uh, we'll see. We'll see where where yeah, things go. Uh yeah, I I gotta I gotta be like you in major. Can I? I gotta I gotta be like you in major league two, and then I gotta tell you a story. I have been making fun of you and your Randy Quaid fanness so much that I searched streaming services for Major League Two just to see if I could find it and watch it, and then found it's on Amazon Prime, and I have to rent it for four dollars, and was like, no, why, like. I defend that movie in a five by five that hasn't aired yet, but I can't defend it that much. Like it's not $4 rental on Amazon prime valuable. Just, just no. I mean the scene, the scene itself is free on YouTube, but uh, yeah, right. I, I don't know about spending four bucks just to rent that to why it's, it's fine. Actually, it's underrated, be- but it's, it's not the original. Let's be honest. No, no, it's not the original, and and a lot of that has to do with no Wesley Snipes, and that the comedy gets kind of PG down a little bit. If I were to describe it, like I don't, I don't know. It's just it has it's such a different feel of a movie than the original. The original was what it was, and was lightning in a bottle, and and they just did not collect it. Corporate Rick Vaughn then getting transferred back to Wild Thing at the end just kind of fell flat, but it's all right. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot that didn't work in that movie, and that's fine. I, I'm sorry, everyone, that we're we're kicking off this show talking about. Baseball. I've got the baseball bug right now. Like, like if I were if I were to be honest, like I've been, you know, Cardinal baseball has started, even though they just laid a clunker on Friday against the Arizona Diamondbacks, like one of the worst teams in baseball, and we lose to them at home in a four game stretch. Like, what are you doing? could be a nationals fan pat it's a rough season in dc i know i'm looking forward to playing you guys at some point everybody get well actually they beat they shockingly put one on san francisco last night and i was like what 14 runs well they had they they had this game against the mets earlier in the season the cardinals did sorry everyone you're getting some baseball talk real quick where there it was a really chippy game nolan arenado uh in the ninth inning of a game where they had 
gone toe to toe with Max Scherzer. We're up two to nothing in the ninth. Top of the ninth, Nolan Arenado makes an error. Gold Glove third baseman sails one over Paul Goldschmidt's head, followed by a fundamental baseball mistake by our closer Gallegos, where a little ball goes down the first our first baseline. Goldschmidt fields it. And Gallegos doesn't go to cover the bag and gives and gives them a, a run, and that turned into five runs for the Mets. They end up then taking the you know they take that game, they take the next game. The the Cardinals come out on the closer of the season in or of the series and put up like ten runs, I want to say, and win the third game, which was also highlighted by uh, a Nolan Arenado again getting into a brawl. Oh, those two teams uh, don't like each other. <laughs> that whole series well, was nasty. It's been a long dormant feud and it all started it started the first game of the series with Barkin which, between Scherzer and the St. Louis bench and it just kept it, it escalated there was a couple of hits hit batsmen the Mets are like the most hit team in baseball which I always I'm always it's a stat but it's not a stat like who cares but uh whatever I've just been so into baseball right now and then this last week of the hockey season, and yesterday, by the way, like we're recording here on Saturday, as we always do, Friday, that was like the most pointless day of games I've I've seen in it a while wasn't, for a lot of teams. For a lot of it teams, wasn't, it wasn't, but wasn't. it was. Right, right. It, 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 ended like, up, it ended up not, well, it did matter uh, out west, but um, for the, right, like, it could have mattered in the east, but the Penguins pretty much said no. <laughs> so. Right. The I mean, the Blues played Vegas. And like they got crushed. That's like seven to two or seven to four or something like that. Consolation prize, Vegas. See you next year. Right. Like it was clear, like the blues were like, eh, we don't care. We know who we're playing. It's just a matter that, I mean, we know what's going to happen with us. So they they just sort of phoned it in and and all that. I know we're going to talk about like Toronto and Boston played a game that could have mattered, but it ended up, and it's like, they, no, nobody. Nobody played. None of the superstars played. Like Matthews didn't play. Bergeron didn't play. It's like why bother? Right. We know no, nobody cared. Happen. Nobody cares. Yeah. Right. I think the biggest news that came out of yesterday was uh, people saying goodbye to Zdeno Chara. Honestly, like Zdeno Chara may have played his last game of hockey yesterday, and you know, heck of a performer. I I long remember him from from his Boston. You know, for Boston, he was synonymous with the Boston Bruins for a long time. So, you know, happy trails and a great career. But we're going to take our first commercial break, and then we're going to jump right into playoff talk. We're going to talk about the matchups. We'll do uh, – I'll flip a coin during the commercial break, and we'll and when we come back, we'll either talk about whichever – like heads will be east, uh, tails will be west. Whichever one wins, that'll be who we talk about first. And so when we come back, playoff breakdown, you're listening to Hockey Talk on ChairShot Radio, part of the ChairShot Radio Network, here on thechairshot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
gonna miss that. Yes. We're we're gonna we're gonna miss the uh, the old NBC playoff music. Da 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 da. Which always would play in commercial breaks. It's like um, I listened to this radio show back where I grew up, Champaign, Illinois, and they love to make fun of the CBS playoff song. It's it's literally part uh, NCAA basketball playoff song. Uh, it's literally part of their intro to the show because one of the hosts, this guy, his name is Lante, he he hates it because of the amount of commercial breaks that are in there. And so he would randomly during CBS basketball NCAA playoff season just play the thing and be like, oh, there's a timeout on the court. That's what we get with, with NBC. Now we get to listen to whatever it is that ESPN is going to give us for coverage because ESPN has the Stanley cup playoffs. And if their coverage is anything like their coverage of the NFL draft has been this weekend, I'm not feeling good about it. Just not, I don't know about you, Dave, but I don't like it. I like it. No, sir. I I will miss doc Emmerich. I will miss all the guys on NBC who, I mean, well, doc Emmerich retired two, three years ago. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, that music, I would look forward to it every year. And at the same time, it would fill me with such dread because I knew there was going to be a collapse of epic proportions that was going to take place. And, but it's still, it's still epic and iconic. And I wish ESPN would acquire the rights and do something with that, but I don't think they're going to because ESPN Disney, that sort of, yeah. Why should they, why should they exactly? What, what is that? What is their, their impetus to do so is, is really the question. here. There is no, they're impotent maybe, but not impetus. Yes. Right. Impotent. Oh, geez. Always about dick jokes with you guys, man. I swear to God. All right. So I did do a, I did do a coin flip while we were at commercial break and listening to NBC music and the West has won the toss. So we are going to talk about West matchups today, or first, in the first section, before moving on to the East. I, I just I feel like that is the the best way to, to do this was it was a nice little coin flip. So do we want to tackle the central or the Pacific first? Now I like I don't care if we talk about our blues right away. I think the most intriguing matchup between the two um, central, you know, matchups that are listed, is the Blues in the Wild? Like, I think that's going to be a, a save that really- for last because that is the most intriguing okay. matchup. So let's then let's start with the Pacific then, and let's go with the first uh, Monday game in the Pacific, and that's Edmonton and LA, ten o'clock Eastern time. So I will not be catching this game on on ESPN two, Dave. What do you think? The Kings back in the playoffs, Edmonton here. Where, what do you got? What are your thoughts? I think this I is can the, click the preview on the NHL.com, but I want to hear your preview. Yeah, I think this is the second most interesting series of the first round to me because you've got a super high powered Edmonton team who has been as up and down as anybody this year against without question, the surprise of the NHL playoff field. I would say no one really expected the LA Kings to be here. Uh, they've exceeded all expectations. I know, I think I was watching, like, I think Dustin Brown is retiring after the playoffs. So there's some emotional stuff going on. I was watching his conference talking about him and, uh, Anze Kopitar and how long they've been together. I mean, this, there are guys on the team on the Kings with Stanley cup championship pedigrees twice. 
Um, and Edmonton does no. not have that. So, but they do have they, Connor McDavid, and they have Leon Dreisaitl, and and I I think this anybody who thinks Edmonton's going to roll over the Kings, I think you're in for a rude awakening because Edmonton doesn't roll over anybody. And look at what happened last year. We thought they're dominant. They're going to just you know beat the crap out of the Jets, and it didn't. They got swept. Now, right, I which means they got something to play for. They do. They right. Do. Like they've got, this is a, this is, this could be a redemption tour for Edmonton. Here's my question. And I think this is really what it comes down to. In my opinion, does Jonathan quick still have it? Yes, but not enough. You think so? He does, but not, so? not, not enough of it for the, for the Kings to win this series, because I think they're just, they're outgunned and they're outmanned. They've got the experience, yep. but I think Edmonton will have learned a lot from last year and from this season. I think this goes the distance, though. I mean, I think it, at the end, Edmonton yeah. wins, wins game seven. I'll give them the slight edge. I think this is going to be a really, really good series. Uh, one of the ones that I'm really looking forward to. I think Edmonton break gets a little bit of a breakthrough here and, and finally, you know, makes it to that next gets step. Out of that first yeah, I, I, but I think I really think the Kings are going to surprise people as they've done all year and, and make this a very, very competitive series. Uh you know, two franchises with big history, you know, that Wayne Gretzky trade from all those years ago. And and here you are all these years later. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think Edmonton's got a little bit too much for the Kings to handle. Um, you know, the Kings lost, uh, I forget who they, they lost somebody for the year earlier. I know we talked, um, Dowdy. And, you know, if you put him in there, maybe it changes things. Uh, probably not. But I just think Edmonton's got too much. I do think it goes. The well, distance. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't even know that it goes a distance. I think it goes six. I think uh, I think home ice will, will be enough. I, I think that Edmonton will win one in LA. Like I, I just think that they're good enough to do that. I, I'm not sure that I have the the same level of faith that you do uh, in the Kings to take it the distance. I think that I, I I just think there's too much firepower in Edmonton. So of course this means that Edmonton will get swept. Because that's usually what happens when I get behind a team from Canada. Let's speak about the other team from Canada in the West. Uh, Calgary Flames, home ice advantage in this series against the Dallas Stars. Does Dallas make it a series at any point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dallas had a really good season and had a really good finish to the season. Held off the 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 um, the Knights at the end. Basically stiff armed them back. Uh, I think they had their most well, I mean, they had their most number of wins since two thousand two. And, and you're talking about a team that went to the finals two years ago in the bubble. Uh, yeah, they've got enough to make it a series. Again, I, I don't think it's enough for them to win. Um, but you know, Calgary's one of these kind of uh, these teams that's a bit of an enigma this year. It's like we didn't expect them to be this good to have. You know, they're playing one right. of the wild card teams. Uh, Dallas was uh, was the better of the two wild card teams down the stretch. I think. I. I yeah, I, I tend to think Dallas makes it a series, but I, I would still go with Calgary in probably six games on this one. I think Calgary's got too much for, for the Stars. They'll make it close in a few games, but I, I like Calgary here. Yeah, I, it's funny because I had to literally look up Calgary's roster because I forget who plays for them. Johnny Hockey. But Yeah, I honest to God, was like, all right, who do they got? Uh, and so... I'm going to be contrarian and say this is going to be the upset special. That, yes, Dallas is going to make it a series. And not only are they going to make it a series, I think they're going to steal game one at Calgary and put them on notice. 
and, and, and surprise them. And I think it's going to be led by Pavelski and Robertson and they're going to get it done early. And then I think, and I think Holtby is going, I, I don't think he's going to pitch a shutout, but I think he's going to be stout. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be stout and he's going to, he's going to do just enough. And Markstrom won't, you know, I love me some Braden Holtby, obviously. And he's a Stanley yes. Cup winning goaltender, and Calgary does not yep. have that. Uh, yeah, Calgary is one of those teams that you you look at their roster, and it's a bunch of like, I don't know who these guys are. How are they so damn good? But they've been really consistent all year. And, and some, of, some of their parts. Yeah, I'd say that some of their parts. So, I yeah, I, I still I like Calgary in six. You're going with Dallas. Hey, that's cool. The first, first division, that's, that's what makes it fun. And hockey, of course, hey, anything can happen, as we know. There you Al- go. Almost and, anything. <laughs> and here's here's the other thing. Much like we were talking about the NCAA basketball tournament earlier, much like the NCAA basketball tournament, somebody who we think is not supposed to win is going to win a series in the playoffs. Happens every year. Happens every year. Sometimes that team wins the damn cup. So I think usually how it works. This seems. Yeah, this this is my this is my one. Let's go to what I think will be the least dramatic series of the playoffs, and that is Nashville heading out to Colorado. I'm just going to say it. I think it's Colorado on a walk. I don't believe in Nashville. I believe in Colorado's offense to steamroll. Here's my concern about Colorado is I don't know if they've been on cruise control. They blew winning the president's trophy because they went one, five and one down the stretch. And of course the only team they beat was St. Louis, but that's you know that's not me throwing shade at the that blues. Was, it sounds like that sounds like shit. I mean, <laughs> it's just it, it. I mean, what they've done down the stretch doesn't make any sense when you're fighting for the president's trophy, and and they just have not played up to their capacity. You know, like early in the year where they really struggled, and 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 now they're mm-hmm. kind of back to that. Yeah, I think I think they beat Nashville because Nashville wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. I, I do think Nashville gives them some problems. I, I liken this to kind of the way the Pelicans challenged the Suns in the NBA playoffs. You know, this 1-8 matchup that shouldn't be that competitive. But Nashville's going to steal a game or two and, and, and cause some stress for people in Colorado. Ultimately, I agree with you. Colorado's got just too much for Nashville to overcome. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Colorado in five. I think the Colorado Avalanche didn't care that much about the President's Cup and they were making themselves ready for a playoff run. This is a team that has has been snake bit. We've talked about that. This is this was my Stanley Cup pick at the beginning of the season, uh, and I think that I I don't think that it's they were playing terribly necessarily as they just weren't like they knew where they were going to be. They were kind of like they they could afford to be on cruise control into the end of the season because what does the Presidents Cup win you? A first round, playoffs. a first round exit usually, more often than not, or second so round. So get yourself right and actually prepare to to make this run properly. And, and for the Avalanche, it's going to come down to much like we're going to talk about in the next series. Will they defend? Can they defend? Because we know they can score, and yeah. they've gotten this year, but they're still it's still known as a fast skating, offensive minded team that can be troublesome in the playoffs. But I think they're learning, and I think their window is. I think there's a recognition that this window to make a real run starting to close a little bit, and and this is the time to. You know, I think I just think I don't think that they were playing poorly so much as that they 
weren't playing. They had nothing to play for, so they didn't. And you may be right. And the question now becomes, can they flip that switch when it really matters and, and, and go back to the dominant team that just, you know, soul crushed people in the middle of the season? Uh, I, I'll, I'll go with Colorado in six. I think Nashville's got enough to to make this a challenge for a little while. And at least this is what Colorado does. And Colorado's ultimately got too much. But I think we're both we're both on the same page that Colorado wins. Number of games is, is going to be different. But I'll I'll take the the Avs in six. All right. Well, let's get to probably what'll be the tightest series in the West. I, I think this one will go the distance. Uh the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild basically trading places throughout the season in the standings uh very very close finished very close to each other in the final standings the blues after that monster run took a little bit of a nosedive to wrap the season i just joked about them getting crushed by vegas again i don't know who was really playing for that game but these are these are two teams that have had to play with urgency all season they they've been they've been everything from fringe teams to solidly in uh, and as they wrapped up, they, they've both been in this one to be my concern for my blues one, we're going to Minnesota and home ice it matters for St. Louis in a lot of, in, in a lot of this, they have, they're, they're not as good on the road as they are uh, at home. And that, and that's to be expected. But at the end of the day, I think it's, it's goaltending and I don't trust Jordan Bennington. I think that whoso for the Blues should be the one starting. I think he's been the better goaltender down the stretch. I think he's earned the right to start the series at goal. Uh, but I don't know that I don't know if he's good enough to win the series. Uh, I hope he's good enough to do a Jordan Bennington like 2019 run. But Mark Andre Fleury, aged though he is, is across is across the ice between the pipes for for Minnesota and that presence. Is he starting? I think that I don't know if he's starting, but he's there. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they started him because, again, you know, I, you would think that Talbot would be the one, but it's it's a Hall of Fame goaltender who has a lot of success in the playoffs. Yeah, Talbot's going to be on a short leash. That's for damn sure. If he gets in trouble, you're going to see them make the switch pretty quick to Mark Andre Fleury, who you know, you're talking two-time Stanley Cup champion, three-time Stanley Cup finalist, or even more. Right. Probably more. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. I think four times. Um, yeah, I. Um, anyway, I'm going to defer to you first. I want to see who you're going to pick. Uh, you're going to make fun of it. You're going to give me a hard time about this, but I got Minnesota in seven. I think that this is going to go the distance. I think these teams are both going to steal one on the other team's ice, but that Minnesota gets it done in a tightly contested game seven. Kaprizov is having a is really hot right now in his last five games. He's got 11 points in his last five games. And I think, you know, that that sort of thing carries over. And I think that he is, is going to be a difference maker for Minnesota on the ice. And I think that the goaltending is just slightly, I give the goaltending edge slightly to Minnesota. And I think it'll be tightly contested. I think at the end, the Blues defense has just not been good. Um, all season long. It hasn't been consistently good all season. And I don't, I just, I, I don't, I don't think they have quite enough. I think that this, this is going to go Minnesota's way. Well, I'll, I'll go the opposite way and I'll say the blues and seven. Look at you. I, I, blues and seven. Blues and seven. I, I think goaltending. Yeah. I give Minnesota the slight 
edge, but you got to remember Jordan Bennington is a Stanley Cup winning goalie, and 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 the sure, but he hasn't been that goalie has since not that been. time. And and the Blues are, you know, they've got a championship pedigree, and I know people are missing from the 2019 Stanley Cup champions, but Minnesota is very much like Colorado and and Edmonton. Actually, I I flipped that. Minnesota is more like Edmonton than Colorado. Getting out of the first round has been their Achilles' heel. This is another opportunity for them to do that against an experienced, confident team with a championship pedigree. Jordan Cairo is the guy I'm looking at as a difference maker in this series. And I, I, I see him as being a major tour de force in Game 7. And St. Louis going into Minnesota, taking that 7th. I agree with you. It goes to distance. This is going to be the best series of the first round by far. Uh, but I, I do like... You know, Jordan Cairo is just one of these guys who has impressed me more and more and more as the season has gone on. And I, I look to him to be the difference maker. I know you got Kaprizov as your difference maker in that seventh game. I like Cairo. I, I like the Blues just a little bit better. I mean, Minnesota's been really good, especially ever since the trade deadline, been really good. So St. Louis. I'm going to go with the Blues on this one. I just, just, it's a gut feeling, nothing more than that. So. All right, man. Well, I certainly hope you're right. I would love to be wrong in a couple of weeks as we're looking at the second round. So, wow. Well, all right. So that's going to do it. So just to recap, I have the Wild over the Blues. Uh, their, their series kicks off on Monday on ESPN. You have the Blues over the Wild. Uh, we both had Edmonton over the Kings in a fairly closely contested series. I think you went seven. I went six, if I remember that correctly. Yep. Uh, I have Colorado in a walk over Nashville. You think Nashville is going to give them a little bit more trouble. I went with Dallas over Calgary for the upset special, and you went with Calgary over Dallas as the host team in that series. Those two series, Nashville, Colorado, Dallas, and Calgary kick off on Tuesday, May 3rd. All right, we're going to take our second commercial break, and when we come back, we are going to look at the Eastern Conference where Dave will certainly – say sad things about his Washington Capitals as they got the draw he dreaded. All of that when we come back after these commercial breaks. Now, before we get to our recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind you that if you love what we do here at the ChairShot Radio Network, if you love thechairshot.com, head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in one of our many t-shirt designs. We have all sorts of designs you can choose from, everything from representing the chair shot brand with a logo shirt to shirts for various shows like bandwagon nerds or wrestling sayings, phrases that we've dropped in our podcasts, such as hashtag save tag team wrestling and the like, all of them are there for you to choose from. And it all goes to the wonderful cause of keeping us on your internet airwaves every single day. Shirts are only $19.99, but if you're feeling fancy, want something nice that feels good on your giblets, spend a few dollars more, get it soft style. Again, that site, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, Western Conference Stanley Cup playoff preview. You're listening to Hockey Talk on Chair Shot Radio, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back everyone. Okay, we've talked about the West. 
We're going to talk about the East. Dave, we're going to do to you what you did to me. We'll save your Washington Capitals for last. Seems only fair. That way you can tell me how badly Florida is going to trounce you in, in your first round playoff matchup. You're already you're already nodding. You're like, yeah, I've accepted this. But let's start with the Monday matchups, and we're gonna go um, we're gonna go with the Tampa Bay Toronto series first. That kicks off at 7:30 p.m. Eastern time. Tampa Bay, the defending Stanley Cup champions, looking for the three peat. This is their first step versus Toronto, the best regular season team in all of hockey. Is this gonna be a good series? How does Toronto shit the bed? <laughs> Toronto, wait, okay. I think Florida Florida won the President's Trophy. Toronto was uh, uh, somewhere second or something. But No, it's it's my running joke about oh, Toronto. That they're, really, that they're a great regular season team um, and not a good playoff team. I'll tell you honestly, man, I don't think this is going to be a competitive series at all. I think Tampa Bay throttles Toronto because I no one's got... If Kyle was here, he'd tell you the same thing. No one has faith in the Toronto Maple Leafs when it really matters now yes if they can pull this off and eliminate the two-time defending champions toronto suddenly becomes a stanley cup favorite to get that kind of monkey off their back i don't think they can do it i think tampa bay just kind of you know this is a team i picked at the beginning of the year to three pete i know they're tunny's boys i don't see anything i and i know toronto's got austin matthews and, and that's great but beyond that they got and they got Tavares and they got well, things like that. I just don't see it happening, man. Let's I, talk about the let's talk about these two teams in their last five games. I'm just going to give you the stats on the top performers in the last five games. We'll start with Toronto. So if I were without cheating, don't look in the last five games for Toronto. I'm going to ask you two questions: Who has the most points in the last five games, and how many points are they? Are there? Oh, I don't. I'd say probably Austin Matthews with points ten. It's not. It's Nylander. Nylander. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. With okay. four. Okay. With four goals. That would probably be Matthews. I mean, he finished pretty strong. Mikheyev with three assists. I don't even know on Toronto. Who cares? <laughs> Mike Riley with three plus minus. Giordano with three. Oh, the new guy. Now, yes. So now let's switch over to Tampa Bay. Points. Stamkos. Correct. With 16 in his last five. Goals. Stamkos got a hat trick last night. I would go with him as well. Correct. With eight. Assists. You've uh, already said his name once. Oh, Stamkos? Nope. <laughs> No, and talking about the overall team, Kucherov. Oh, Kucherov. With yeah. Kucherov with ten assists in his last five games, plus minus, also Kucherov. Set like they're Tampa Bay's going to kill them. I think this is going to be. I again, I think it'll be a five game series. I, I don't got, think they'll sweep them. I got sweeping Tampa, is hard. I got Tampa in five as well. To be, I'm surprised that we're both burying Toronto, but they they just it, it's. It's Tampa Bay. They're the opposite. Well, and here's the thing. It's Tampa Bay, and it's the opposite of what I talked about when I was talking about Colorado. I don't think Toronto has been cruising. I think Toronto has played terrible hockey down the stretch. Like, they're just – that's gross. And Tampa Bay, 
for as much as it bugs us to have to throw Tunny his flowers every time his fucking team wins, like they're they're I don't see any I, I they're gonna win. They're well, gonna win. They so they they just do what they do, you know. And and here's right. the thing. Tampa Bay has been through every scenario imaginable in this run. They won the cup in the bubble under unprecedented circumstances. Then they come back on a shortened season last year. The only thing, honestly, that can derail Tampa Bay is fatigue. Because here's the thing. Nobody has played more hockey over the last three years than this team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they they are not it's not like the penguins or the caps with the eight with the core that's aging that fast but they are older guys damkos is getting older kucherov is getting older not to the point i'd say washington or pittsburgh but that fatigue is going to come in at some point maybe not in this first round but i could see that being a factor eventually i just don't think toronto had, you know something's going to go wrong in game 1 toronto's confidence and is going to go and it's going to snowball yeah and it's just going to go from there and, and i think tampa bay is a team that doesn't get rattled and they're just going to steamroll these guys in five games. Right. Yeah, I think I think Tampa Bay takes care of business, like I said, uh, without question. Let's move on to our good friend Kyle's team. And I did invite Kyle, by the way, to today's uh, recording. He unfortunately had to work. So no Kyle to, to tell us how the Carolina Hurricanes are, aren't going to advance because he has no confidence in his team, even though they're hosting the Bruins. And I would, I would describe the Boston Bruins as the definition of the up and down team of the East. Like they're good. They're not good. They're good. They're not good. I told you though, that I do want my, I do want my flowers on this one. As I rob Christopher Platt, I told you Boston would find a way to make the playoffs, man. Back at the beginning of the season, I told you they'd find a way and you're like, I don't know. And yet here we are Boston in the playoffs. They're they're a gritty team. I hate them, but if I were if I were a native Bostonian, I could understand why I would love them because they don't play pretty hockey, in my opinion. They grind you, and and, and find ways to win. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be able to grind down Carolina. I think Carolina is good is is good though. They haven't been playing great in the last week or so either. So. Anything is possible. I, I question goaltending for Boston much like I have um, my blues. I don't particularly like this matchup for Carolina. I, I think Boston's a right. Type of, it's the Boston's a type of team that's going to give them some problems because they play a very physical mm-hmm. brand. Like you said, gritty yep. uh, lunch, pale blue collar kind of team, which is why Boston loves them so much. I, you know, I, I like, Carolina can match that up to a certain point. And I think they've got enough that ultimately they win this thing in seven games, but Boston yeah, is going to give them, Boston's going to give them problems. And, and, and it's, it's not the ideal matchup for, for Carolina. Cause I just don't think there are certain places that they don't quite match up. I agree with you. Boston's goaltending is, is going to be a question. And, and I think Cal, when you look at teams with offensive firepower, Carolina's right up there in the top four, you know, and, and as a division and Carolina did have to stiff arm the Rangers down the stretch to win the division. So they, 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 you know, they, they had some playing under pressure, but I think ultimately, you know, Boston is another, like, you know, we're talking Washington, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Boston's another team with an aging core. I'd, I'd say that they're aging somewhere between Pittsburgh and Tampa right now. Uh, sooner or later, right. that's going to catch them. I think Carolina's got the youth and, and enough offense to pull this thing out, but I think it goes the distance. I'll, I'll, I'll give Boston. I've seen this team enough to know what they're capable of. They're going to push Carolina all the way to the brink. 
Well, and I like that you said that because here's my here here's my uh, I don't know if I'd call it a bold prediction, but here's my prediction: Carolina uh, will be eliminated from the playoffs because of the Boston Bruins. They won't be eliminated by the Boston Bruins. But you talked about wearing a team out. A physical series, first round series, in a type of hockey that they don't like to play, that's going to hurt them. I think in the second round. I you may very well be right. It, it's going to be a physical series. So, and that's what that's how Boston's going to win this thing. If they're going to win, is be physical. You know they're going to ugly the game up. It's like um, you got it's Marsh- like Princeton. It's it's Princeton basketball, right? Like just just slow the game down, beat them up in between the blue lines, grind out possessions in your in their zone. And, and you know that's Brad, that's how you win. You know Brad Marchand is going to be a major pain in the ass and get under the skin of the right, of the Hurricanes players and and try and agitate things and throw them off there. That's what he does really well. I don't like the guy. I respect him. But he's very good at what he does, and that's being an agitator. So, excellent, excellent point. So we're on the same page there. Carolina wins, but they're going to be black and blue afterwards. Let's move on to Tuesday's games. We've got the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the New York Rangers, and what I would argue is great for the city of New York. Uh, you talked about an aging team. The Penguins are an aging team. I think the Rangers are going – I think this is going to be another tightly contested series. I think it's going to go six, uh, but I think the Rangers are going to win it six. The The Penguins uh, the Penguins are another team that have been up and down all season two. Like, they've been out of the playoffs. They've been into the playoffs, and I don't think that they – like, I like Gensel. He's, he's not enough. Um, I, I think the Rangers get it done. Oh, as much as it pains me to say this, I, I'm going to pick the Pens in seven. And I'll, is this your special? This is my special. And, and I'll tell you why. There you go. Now, the Rangers have the goaltending advantage with Shesterkin, who has been yep. probably the best goalie in all of hockey. My concern with the Rangers, and, and Kyle, I know would back me up on this, is can they score enough? Because Jari is going to keep the Penguins in most of these games. And the Rangers, they've got, you know, Kreider can score, Zabinajad can score. They've got players on that team who can definitely put the puck in the net. They just don't enough. And but the Penguins don't show up for games. Like but, that's what's that's what's nuts is they don't show up. Right. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> but you're talking about Sidney Crosby, one of the greatest of all time. You've got Malkin. Crosby. Malkin, yep. one of the greatest of all time. Uh, you've 7, got seven thousand year Yevgeny Malkin. Yeah, that's right. Gensel, you mentioned him. Um, I, get, I get them. I get them out in their walkers and and. <laughs> Anyway, Here's, go ahead. The thing is that the Rangers have, you know, this is their first year back in the playoffs for a few years. They've got very little experience against a team with, you know, you're talking the last back-to-back champions before Tampa was the Pittsburgh Penguins. If these games, I think they're all going to be tight. And, and, and in those type of situations, I look to who can score. If you eliminate everything, goaltending, Shesterkin is going to be a definite advantage. The Rangers will have a lot more, you know, jump in their step that's for sure uh years ago toronto took on washington kind of similar situation toronto was young had all the matthews first year they were just kind of coming in pushed the caps to like six games but couldn't come through i just this is my upset yeah i, I like i like the penguins to i think the rangers are maybe a year or two away from being really really good They're a couple pieces away from being really really good i just i don't know if they can score enough in this type of series I, to beat I, the I'm Pens. gonna 
I'm going to, again, I'm going to defer to home ice on this one and a New York city fan base that is thirsty. And I think that that will play, a, you know, people talk about intangibles. I think that will play a role in the first round. I think the inexperience hits the Rangers in the second round. So, but I go with the Rangers over the pins because I don't trust the pins anymore. Like they're, they're good and experienced, but like I said, they don't show up for games sometimes. And that inconsistent play doesn't play in the Stanley cup playoffs. So you may be right. All right. Did we cover everybody? Do we got We got any left? No. Is it time? Are, are we avoiding the topic? Is it, is it time? No, we don't have to avoid the topic. Dave, Just... I hate, I'm going to, I'm going to do this first. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not even sorry. If there's going to be a sweep in the playoffs, it's going to be the Florida Panthers over your, your, uh, your Washington capitals. Now yeah. that being said, I think you guys win at least a game. I think you're, I think you're good. I think you're good for one. If, there's a big if here. If Ovechkin yeah. plays, then yeah, I, I think the yeah. Caps are good for one game. But here's the problem. Pat, yeah. we both watch hockey for a long time. For an eight seed to beat a one, what does that eight seed have to get to pull that off? Goaltending. Yeah. And the Caps have none. And and, and that's and that's that's the biggest problem. What? Samsonov is terrible and Vanacek is just really bad. I don't see what the problem is here. No, the problem is they did not. They had faith in these two guys who have moments of playing well, but not enough to beat a flashes, team. Like, if flashes, you will. flashes. But when it comes right down to it, not enough to beat a team, the president's trophy winners who what won 13 in a row down the stretch before they finally dropped a couple. Um, if Ovechkin plays, the Caps probably take one of the first two in Florida just to create some drama because the Capitals are the best road team in the NHL this year. And and that's all fine yeah, and great. They're, they're, but they're, they're not going to. They're just, sorry, they're they're just yeah, going. they're not. They don't match up in any place. Uh, you know, they've gotten out now. I mean, you know, you're looking at Florida who needs to take that next step. And and, you know, we saw that last year. They kind of took a step, but then met you know, Tampa Bay. And that was the end of that. But yeah, the caps don't match up in, in any aspect on this other than experience and a Stanley cup pedigree. That's all that they've got on these guys. They've got, they've got enough that now if this series gets tight, surprisingly tight and you get better performance out of, out of Samsonov and, and things start to get to that point where experience matters. Okay. Then the caps have an edge there, but I don't think it gets to that point. I'm with you. I take Florida in five. If Ovechkin doesn't play, it's a sweep and and an ugly sweep at that. Uh, If Ovi plays, he'll probably will them to one win. Maybe they could squeak out a second, but I'll take Florida in five. Have they given you any more in the delightful, vague, what is it? Is it an upper body injury? Is that what they went with? Upper body injury. God bless the NHL. You look look at them down the stretch. They... After he went out against Toronto, what did they do? Lost the last four games. They got beaten by an Islanders team that's not even making the playoffs by a combined total of nine to two in back-to-back games. There's Again, no the reason Blues to lo- the, the Blues lost to non-playoff bound Vegas seven yeah. to seven to two, seven to four. I can't even remember how yeah, many goals the Blues scored. They they did not score enough. I remember watching it, being like, "Oh, that's brutal." Um, I guess I can skip this one. But uh, yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time, man. I, I'm sorry. Like I, I know. Don't be. It always sucks when you when you. It, this is like you know what this feels like. It feels like our conversation we had last year, when my Blues limped into the playoffs to 
play Colorado. And we both knew, like we, we both knew going into that series, like no chance, just, just no chance. And it was proven right. So there you go, folks. That's our, our first round breakdown of the NHL playoffs. So to review on the Eastern side, we both have Florida going over Washington. We both have Tampa Bay over Toronto. I have the Rangers over Pittsburgh. Dave went the other way, has Pittsburgh over the Rangers. We both have Carolina over Boston. And in a week, we'll see how we're progressing on those predictions. We could either look like geniuses or complete morons. Probably, usually probably we're complete the latter. Morons. Yes. We're usually complete morons, but it's fun to try. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Got to get Dave out so we can do some theme parking. Before you go out to do some theme parking, though, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the ChairShot Radio Network and in the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, or Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can find me at the Twitter at Wrestling Realist, at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on the ChairShot Radio Network. Monday and Tuesday, I am hanging out with David Ungar. Mondays, we're doing Bandwagon Nerds. Tuesdays, we're doing Hockey Talk or Musical Chairs. That's coming around really soon as the family playoffs are full swing. And then on Wednesdays, I hang out with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. We talk some wrestling. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next week. You have been listening to Hockey Talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. <laughs>